Welcome back to Turner Talks. This is the second episode of season three. Today, I'm joined with the king and saviour, Alfie Reese himself. How are you doing, my friend? I'm good, thanks, Louis. How are you? I'm not too bad, mate. I'm <laughs> not too bad. How's the lockdown going? <laughs> yeah, mate. It's, it, it, it's all right. It's all right. I think it's funny how we have to pretend that we've just spoken to each other for the first time, despite having like a 40-minute conversation before this. Yeah, I know. But so with Alfie today, I'm currently using Discord to talk to him directly and then we're both recording our own audio sources and I'm gonna put these together. So this is the first time I've actually done like a internet over the internet podcast episode. So it should sound okay. Don't know how it would go. But yeah. Um we've got a couple of things to talk about in this episode. I want to talk about Tiger King first, I think. I think we should kick yeah. off with that. Yeah, that's what everyone's talking about at the moment. You've completely seen it, haven't you? Yeah. Apart from the after show, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, yeah, that that would yeah. I've seen that. It's all right, yeah. but spoilers like for Tiger King if you haven't seen it yet. We're a bit late to the bandwagon, but <laughs> here it is. So, my controversial opinion is that I don't think Carol Baskin killed her husband. Hmm. Yeah, it's a bit of a tough one, really. That one. The husband before the one in the episode. Yeah, the one I... that just supposedly went missing. Yeah, I know which one you mean. The rich one. Yeah. Everyone's saying like, oh, you know, she killed him for his money, but I genuinely don't think she's the type of person that would kill him. No. No, I don't know, really. It's a bit of a tricky one, because, like, it's a bit dodgy how, like, he had three daughters, then he left her all his millions, and she, and she was, like, his third wife. I think Fourth it's just because we, we're following Joe Exotic, and we're, like, all trying to... They're not glamorising him, but they're, he's our main character. And yeah, kind exactly. of follow what he says is the truth, and because he hates Carol Bass, of course he wants to think that she murdered her husband. Yeah, but I don't know. I just, if anyone, yeah, Joe's probably a worse person at heart than she is. Yeah. So... Yeah, yeah, Joe. He's not really a nice person. No, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's that's basically how I describe him. Not really a nice person. He's an interesting person, though. I'll give him that one. But I think did you he... leave a review on Letterboxd or not? for it the tiger king oh sorry i didn't hear that uh, did, sorry, did sorry, you leave hear. a <laughs> did you leave a review of tiger king no any? i didn't no i didn't i rated it like four stars but i didn't like leave a review i just didn't really have anything to say really but i i leave yeah, no, your review yeah. your review is spot on like america's weird like yeah <laughs> I, I think um i think just joe exotic just sums up all of like rural america yeah, just the absolute nutheads of America. That Literally. is just, yeah. Like, when he ran for president, that was funny. Like, that was so, like, he's so out of it that it makes sense. 2016 was, like, a really weird year with, like, people running for president. I don't actually remember, like, 2016 at all. Um, I remember... Like, it's just a blur in my mind. I remember 2017 so well and 2015, but not 2016. I see, it's different with me, because I remember 2016 really well, just loads of shit happened that year, but then 2017, nothing really happened, that's like a blur. Everyone's saying like, oh, 2016 was the best year of all time. I, well, I can't remember what happened that year. <laughs> well, loads of, cele- loads of celebrities died, like loads, it was weird. Yeah, um, yeah, I remember that. That is one yeah. thing I remember. Yeah, uh, Brexit, which everyone's probably forgotten about now, mm-hmm. and yeah, Trump. Trump, what yeah. a beast. It's, it's a funny year. Interesting year. Jeez. How do I find yeah. your letterbox account? There it is. Right. Yeah. 
Jamie. Letterboxd, for those who don't know, is like a, uh, a social platform where you can review and log films or stuff that you've watched. Um, it's like an Instagram of filmmaking. I, I'd recommend it to anyone. It is brilliant. It is. Right. Um, what was it? Yeah, right. Tiger King. Sorry, I forgot what I was talking about. I, was, I need to look at my computer screen. Um, do you think it deserved the hype it got? Uh, it was a really good documentary, but I wouldn't say if it deserved the hype it got. I think the only reason people were hyped about it was because everyone was in lockdown. That was like the new thing on Netflix, so everyone was watching that. It, yeah, it's it's like just something they can just focus on and post about. Yeah. I think that's why they did it. Because I've watched many documentaries that were just as good or like better, really, on Netflix, and they haven't really gotten as much hype. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it was it was Fire King had its like really good moments, and then also just kind of let down by a lot of it. I thought it was well made. Yeah. Um, but I've, yeah, I've definitely seen better documentaries. Yeah. I think the whole, to be honest, I don't really know why they had to do the whole episode about her husband getting missing, going missing. What, Carabaskin? Like, yeah, I think they could have, like, gone away and not doing that one. Yeah. I think was the, it? I think one of the best episodes was when, um, spoiler, what her name was, Joey, Joey, Joe's uh, husband shot himself. Was it his boyfriend or uh, husband? Oh yeah, husband. He had like husband. three husbands. He had like three husbands. Yeah, I thought that was a very emotional episode. The fact they had like, the CCTV footage of the campaign manager like reacting yeah. to it. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was mental. That was really the... weird. <laughs> yeah. The weird bit there was obviously when he got married to like his three husbands. Yeah. In, in like rural America as well. That was really odd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> three husbands. <laughs> Three husbands. He had another one. He has another one now, I think. I'm trying to think what else can I remember from the show? Oh yeah, it was oh my god, the episode where the um uh the lady who works there had her arm ripped off. Oh, no, yeah, actually no, she's not a lady. I don't research she's trans, this. She she's, identifies she's transgender. as like, yeah. transgender. She identifies yeah. they identify as non binary, I think is what it is. Or yeah. wherever they are, wherever what? they are, they got their arm bit off. That's the important <laughs> that, thing. Yeah, that was grim. Like that generally made me feel like Ugh, uneasy. The fact that they yeah. blurred it out, but you could still see like flesh and stuff. Yeah, off. I know. Yeah, I know. They're the tigers. They're like really unpredictable. Mm. That's why, I'm like, yeah, they're not the sort of animals you keep as like pets. Yeah, the fact they say big cats, I'm like, are true, but it just doesn't give. Like, you know, it's, it's a tiger for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Tiger's pet's not a good idea. Yeah, I think the documentary was cool, so it definitely showed more light of to something that I wouldn't have ever heard about before. Oh yeah, um, definitely. Because but... if it wasn't for if it wasn't for the documentary, we wouldn't have really known like how many tigers there are in captivity, how many people are keeping them as like pets. Yeah, I bet Carol Baskin's got like thousands of followers now since all this. Wait, is Joey? Joey? Oh, I keep saying Joey. Is Joey Zotic still in prison? Yeah, he got 22 years. 22 years? Oh my god. I don't know. Um, in America, they have like much longer prison sentences for like shit. Yeah. Like murder, if you like murder someone and you're given life, life means life. Where in this country, life means like 10 years, 15 years. Mm, I I don't agree with that. I think we should be a bit stricter with our I think policies. we're not strict. I think we're not strict enough. And I think they're too strict. Yeah. 
I mean, that's my personal opinion, but yeah. Well, you see, you have like um, people who have been arrested for uh, what was it? Pro- uh, what was it? Where they um, where they they have like marijuana on them, and then they get oh, arrested. Yeah. Now it's completely legal, but they're still serving their sentence. It's kind of like uh, it's a bit awkward. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a bit harsh as well, I think. Yeah, but now I think. I liked it. Hiking was good. But it just it it makes me of, happy not... that I'm in the UK, not America, to be honest. Because it's so exactly. weird out there. Exactly the same. So weird. Yeah. yeah, not the best documentary on Netflix, but definitely a good watch. If you haven't seen it, I recommend it. Have you seen 13th on um, Netflix? No, I haven't. I know that got nominated for an Oscar, mm. so I, that is on my watch list. I had to study that in media um, for the music video that was made by one of the producers, I think. But it was... Uh, that was quite good. Miss Everson, sounds fun. Yeah, I want to try and get Miss Everson <laughs> on the podcast. Mm. That'd be an interesting. It would listen. be interesting. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, p- potentially one day. Potentially. Yeah, potentially. You should get Miss Patsy on here as well. That'll be good. Oh, she'd love it, I reckon. Yeah. That's a good cup of tea. Oh my god. But yeah, I think we yeah we covered Tiger King. I think there's not really anything else to talk about when it comes to that. I don't think there's mm. much. It's, it's it's definitely died out now. Like you, when I, on Facebook yeah. before, it'd be all over it, but now it's kind of died out. I think it was one of those things that lasted a couple of weeks when it first came out. Now it's just died out. Everyone's forgotten about it. Yeah, kind of a bit late to the bandwagon, but you know, whatever. Yeah, had to had to be talked about. I agree. So we were talking about yeah. earlier. Um, parties. Yeah. And I, for well, me, I'm like craving like some just either way it's going out clubbing or if it's partying or just something like that. And yeah. do you think that parents will be saying to their, you know, their teenage children like, yeah, sure, go for it, host a party in our house, despite, you know, coming out of a lockdown. You know, how do you think that will go? I don't really know. It really depends on the parents, really. So, like, my parents, they would be, like, up for the idea, but then they would have probably have second thoughts and say no. You know what I mean? Because, like, I think people come out, they'll, like, come out of lockdown and be like, yeah, let's have a party. Then they'll have, like, a reality check and go, no, that's a bad idea. But, yeah, I think it depends, depends on the parents, really. Yeah, so think... my parents have done that where it's like, they'll say, let's host a New Year's party. And then they'll host it and then just be like, why did we host a party afterwards? <laughs> yes, yeah. Kind exactly. of the excitement I... just gets to them. I reckon it would be like that because I think after lockdown, people just go mad. It'd be like, you know, how to describe it? You know, summer, you know, nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, honestly, it's gonna be. Uh, I think it will be cool, whether it's just like partying or clubbing. If it's just, it's just being outside with people, I think is what's gonna yeah. be the best. Well, as soon as that happens, I'm like going straight for it, you know? I think we all should, really. Do you have certain people in your year that are, like, known for hosting parties? Mm, not really, no. Like, I haven't been to loads of parties in my year. I only just started actually going to parties, like, in the middle of year 12. Before that, I just didn't really go near them. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm a bit, I'm a bit late, to, late to the party, you know? But, mm, yeah, I don't know, really. I think it's just individually... Like, you know, different people do them at different times. Not like one person keeps doing all the parties. I think for me, it was like, I think one person had four parties across two years, three years, I think. 
And Did he have was... like a big house? Oh yeah, huge house, huge garden, and he was known for having the parties. Um, that 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 explains everything. Yeah, and he kind of had a house where he didn't have carpets everywhere, and so you could just kind of roam free. And his parents are both, you know, they're both really cool. Damn, what a kid! Yeah, see, that's the sort of guy that just has parties. But no, I don't really, I can't, I can't really think of anyone like that to be honest. Although there was a party last November, which was probably the best party I've been to. It was um, hosted by a guy called James Walton. Heard of him? Yeah, yeah, I know James. Yeah, legendary James Walton. Yeah, yeah. Well, he had a party in his little bungalow in box, and oh, I don't know how he got away with it. He had like sixty people crammed in there, but that worked really well. <laughs> like, honestly, that that was actually really fun. Was it just like a constant mosh pit? The whole pretty time. much, yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, I Best miss mosh pits, Jesus. Yeah. yeah, best bit was when Year Twelves turned up and he just waited outside for two hours before everyone was too drunk to tend to go away. Oh, yeah, I remember being sent like a Snapchat, and this was the selfie of someone on my brother, and I was like, "Your <laughs> person was like, oh, your brother's here." I was like, "What? I thought he was upstairs." <laughs> yes, that's a mad stuff. I don't know where he is half the time. Yeah, but I think with university, um, when I go yeah. back in September. I think like the no- if if hopefully lockdown is lifted by then, I think the novelty of like partying would have kind of worn off by then. Um, I don't really want to host a party myself, but I'd love to go to one. Uh, yeah, because I'm very much a tight, well, like a tidiness freak, somewhat of a control yeah. freak. I just have to have like everything the way I need it, and I yeah. can't do that with a party at all. I respect whoever does host them because fair enough. Yeah. I can never do it oh, myself. Yeah, I don't know really. I'm still considering whether to have one because I was going to have one for my 18th. Obviously, that got cancelled because of lockdown. Yeah, but now I'm like debating whether to do it afterwards. I guess I'll see. I think with the party, you're going to have to expect the house to be trashed for everyone to have yeah. a good time. Which is kind of like, yeah. you know, you win some, you lose some at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I think it's like, even enough fun, then like, next morning it's a nightmare. <laughs> what's like the the worst hungover you've ever been before and what were you drinking or do you get hungover mm. I don't really get hungover like I get like really drunk but then like and then I go home and I like go to sleep and I wake up by like midday next day and I'm completely fine with like fake and I fake I vaguely remember what happens the night before like there's never been a time yet where I had no memory whatsoever I think hangovers definitely get worse as you get older you think? Because I remember being like year 11 and just drinking unbelievable amounts of cider, beer and spirits and wake up the next day completely fine. But if I did that now, yeah. I'd, I would not wake up, I'm pretty sure. I'm not sure, really. I don't think I've had enough hangovers, really, to actually see, you know what I mean? Yeah, my endurance back in the day was insane. Yeah. I could just see off Coronas like they were nothing, but now it's like... <laughs> I've got to make sure I don't drink too much where I don't feel shit the next day. And I've got stuff to do every day. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Oh, n- nothing yeah. beats like after year 11. You've just finished your GCSEs and it's like, right, party time. And you just, yeah, see, that I, entire yeah, see, I did. Yeah, see, I didn't take part in any of that, really. And I kind of regret that because, you know, you're only in like year 11 once, aren't you? Mm. So like, I kind of wasted that, really, doing all that summer doing nothing. I tried to think like, if I've, if I've wasted time, I've still got university, and that could be just yeah. as fun. 
that's what I'm hoping, really, because sixth form was good, party-wise, but, like, it wasn't the best, you know what I mean? But, no, hopefully uni will be, like, the main, like, the golden years. Yeah, I think, for me, year 11's been the best year I've ever had so far, um, excluding uni, really? just academic school year. Oh, um, yeah. In terms of, like, what I did outside of school, I just... Yeah. It was, Oh, just an, I just we had like the mental heat wave and it was you know that was really yeah nice. but yeah I think that was definitely something that I miss mm. but year thirteen was pretty good and uni's been yeah, even better to be honest so yeah it was all right especially year thirteen it was a shame that I got cut short but it's kind of, it's kind of cool now to do A levels you know it's a massive weight off my chest that yeah that is really lucky it was so lucky. Like, literally, I don't have to do anything now till like, uni. So, this is basically, like, a six-month holiday for me. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And I, yeah. And you haven't got any and work to do, have you? Yeah, obviously. Nope. That is so nice. It's so, yeah, it's really nice. I've got two, oh. no, three 2,000-word essays to write up before the end of May, which is not very nice. Well, at least it's keeping you busy. Yeah, I'm trying to think, like, I'm complaining now, but after May, I will have nothing to do. Yeah. So, I don't know, yeah, it's, I don't really want to have too much free time, because otherwise when I go back to studying next year, it will be, like, what is this again? You know, know, like, after summer holiday, you learn to write again in school, that kind of thing, where, like, just writing paragraphs seems such, like, a foreign thing. That's been a bit worried about when I go to uni, and I, like... Yeah, all that studying again will be hard to grasp because it will be so long that I've done any learning. Yeah, I remember it feeling really weird. Oh yeah, wait, university. What's your plan then? Let's hear. Oh, my so let's right. So let's hear your old plan, and then your new plan. Well, my old plan is hopefully going to stay the same. It really depends what's happening with this lockdown and coronavirus, really, because obviously the government and all that are taking it all day by day. So I'm taking it all day by day as well. Mm-hmm. But my plan was to go to uni start in December to do history and politics as a joint degree yeah. but if um it, all this is still happening in september and like the universities like are partly shut well my they say they're open but like everyone's first to social distance and that and most classes are taught online i might just take a year out because it's not really worth paying nine grand a year and have no freshers you have to stay away from everyone and get taught online freshers was good. Like, yeah it's not worth yeah, but no, it's just it, when you're paying that much uni, it's good to have like the whole experience, you know. So like, yeah, if it's like if coronavirus is still affecting things, I was thinking I might just take a year out and start again next year. That way I can get like the whole uni experience, hopefully uh, undisrupted. I think. So wait, that was that was your old idea. Yeah. And so, what's your new idea? That was my new idea. You know. Basically, take a year out if like it's still. Oh right, thing. yeah. Sorry, I lost track. Right, so your idea yeah. was to just go to uni. And the next one's take a year out. Yeah. I think the thing is yeah. with gap years, um, it's it's yeah, it's difficult but, now because it's. I think so people who took a gap year last year, so they're in their gap year right now. Yeah. A lot of people will say, "Oh, we'll go traveling." Uh, we'll, you know, we'll go and work for the whole year and do all that. I just think. They'll say that, but then when they're like, you know, two months in, they'll be like, uh, I haven't got a job yet. Don't plan to go anywhere. And then people at yeah. uni are already, you know, set right into their studies. And I just think, I don't know, gap years, unless you've got like a fully 
you know, written out plan and it's guaranteed to happen, it can just yeah fall through. Well, I'm bit. hoping not. I'm hoping not really to do a dab yet because I didn't really want to do one. But like, like I said, really, if it's still like affecting everything, and I'm not getting like the full uni experience, then there's kind of no point going really and spending nine grand a year. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Will they do? Because I haven't got any of my tuition fees back. I don't expect to. But will they be making next year cheaper, or will they just not do anything about it at all? Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Nobody knows really. That's the thing. Mm. Like, no, not even the universities know about it. But if they're be if they're just going to teach classes online, that's definitely not worth paying for. No, not at all. Completely, I fully agree with you there. Yeah, but yeah, like I said, see what happens. Really, taking it day by day. So what? Yeah. So what universities have you applied to? And you know, what what's your chosen one? I'm applying for Reading. That's my firm choice. Yeah. What are you going to study? Yeah. Yeah, Reading. Um, history and politics, joint degree. Oh, interesting. Mm, yeah. I thought you had like something to do yeah. with film, to be honest. Uh, I, I did think I did consider film, but then I decided like it was a bit unrealistic me getting into a career in film, and like I think film studies put me off a bit. Not that right? Yeah, what did you say? Sorry, I said I think film studies put me off a bit. Oh, what? As in, like it's you. That's the subject, really. Like you know, you know, looking that deeply into like a particular film. Yeah, it's just a bit. It ruins the immersion in a way. Yeah, it does. Like, I think with a lot of films we studied, because you did film studies as well, mm-hmm. I, I think they just, I think they read too much into them. Yeah, I agree. Like, you know, like, they were saying all these things, and I was just, like, thinking, yeah, I don't think that's what the director intended. I, I think with A-level film, because you're given a syllabus that has, you can only watch these films and only choose stuff from these films, highly restricts yeah. um, what so people can write about because in the class of like you know say 25 yeah not all of those people are going to get the same interpretation of each film so it's you know it's very much like a you follow a guideline rather than at university you're given like a genre or a task let's say so my most recent one is just to compare two films on their betrayal of something that's it and we have complete freedom of what films we want to talk about, what we want to talk about, of you know, what they're portraying. And it just makes it so much more enjoyable and engaging yeah. and you have so much more freedom to write about. I think with my my first like big assignment was how have you seen mid nineties? Yes, I have. Have you seen eighth grade? No, I haven't seen that. Well I I compared those two on how they portray youth culture. Um Yeah. And that was really cool. And oh yeah, yeah, oh, see, that, yeah. Sounds, that sounds a lot simpler than like the A level stuff. Yeah, there's no well, what was it? Uh, how this or why that? It's literally just talk about whatever you want. You have to put you know references and stuff in it, which is a bit of a long task, but it's you don't feel as restricted. I also did yeah. um, Wolf of Wall Street and brilliant. Uh, oh my god, what was the name? It's like a noir film. Oh my god, I can't remember what the name is. Anyway. Describe it? Uh, no, that's not the one, I think. Uh, anyway, yeah, it was just like a, a classic gangster noir, and I did how they portray masculinity. And, um, you know, uh, is it accurate or not? And that was also really good fun. Um, yeah. I say really good fun. As much fun you should get for a 2000, 2000-word 2000 essay. So. Yeah. It's not really the one I, I'm not, I wouldn't do it out of my own time. 
if I had the choice. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't know. I never really got on with history and politics. I love history. Uh, yeah. But I could never learn about it. I used to love history, but I think A-Level put me off a bit of history as well. Because, like, witch hunting, like, so hard. Because, like, you got to go, like, got to like go into like these in-depth theological historian studies and then like compare them and like use them as like notes right in order to like explain different interpretations for things if that makes sense witch hunting right yeah witch hunting yeah hmm. yeah yeah basically witch hunting you need to like proper historian debates with it and that's like that got really complicated and it was like really long essays you have to write as well yeah, that wasn't fun. So, like, uni was probably full of that. So I decided to pick... And because I enjoyed politics in class way more than I did the history, I decided to do history, I mean, politics, along with history as well, to, like, even it out. And, like, when I went to the uni, um, they did a way better job of presenting their politics and their history. Yeah, I think... You, you, well, you've got professionals on it rather than teachers that can do... Yeah. Also, what? history lectures, so weird. What do you mean? You can just tell they just like come from like a particular crowd. Do you know what I mean? And they're like, like that subject is their life. Yeah, you definitely have dedicated people. Yeah, they are very dedicated. Well, like the politics people, they were just like, believe it or not, like you wouldn't expect them because of politics. They were just like so chilled out and stuff, and just like well, normal. Yeah, it's. I think with with my film degree, you've definitely got people who are fully dedicated, and people yeah. that could just not care less. And it's so obvious, you know who's who yeah but uh, no i think i made the right choice there doing them two long side by side i think uh, history I and see. politics you've got like a bit of you know a bit of choice and a bit of freedom you're not just solely doing history or solely doing politics exactly so i just get boring won't yeah it? best of both worlds mate yeah exactly best of both worlds <laughs> i am trying to like i'm curious about how everything's going to play out there's so much uncertainty about what's going to happen with the university after the coronavirus. Exactly. Like, my neighbour, yeah, he's the uh, deputy vice chairman of Bath University. Okay. Yeah, and even, I asked him, even he doesn't know what's happening. So that wasn't, that was reassuring. Yeah, I'm trying to, like, you know, we all want to know what's going on, but we know just as much as they do at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, you know, you can email your yeah, university lectures all they want, you know, and your head of... Uh, What's it, head of campus or whatever they're just going to yeah. tell you what you already know so yeah yeah well I'm taking it day by day and just see exactly at the moment I'm pretty, at the moment I'm chilled out about it all because it's only April but uh, yes I'll see yeah I'm kind of sad that I had to end my uni my first year of uni um, what is it three like, months early two months early two months early I, yeah I bet that sucked yeah Actually, no, it was three months early because it's April. Yeah, it was... Yeah, it's kind of... Yeah, it was... I don't know. It was a bit shit. I had planned to be on a feature film. I haven't told you that, yeah. Oh, no. There's a brand, a grand yeah, project being made from Bournemouth University. It's the first like proper feature film to come out. And I was a uh, second camera assistant and gaffer on that film. Oh, nice. And now it's all gone down the drain, but... Hopefully it'll be filmed later. Oh, hopefully later um, you can do it again when it's all back. When you need to so I'll have on. my name on a credit of a feature film. Which is quite cool. Yeah. So, well, I'll be looking forward to when that comes out. Yeah, it's called A Fluorescent Sky. It's about um, like the corner shop. And 
like the people behind it and how they're dealing with you know online shopping hmm, sounds like you can make it i think you can make a horror film out of that i really like horror films well i've come to realize that what at university making like horror yeah. and darker films are so much more fun than making kind of like dramas or comedies horror is like the easiest genre to make though that's why you got so many crap horror films compared with other films what like what's a horror film i've seen recently that's actually quite good I can't what the name was, but yeah, no, it's definitely easier to appeal to the, the uh, what is it, the conventions of a horror film. Yeah, it's it's easy to make things scary. Yeah, yeah. Like I remember with my media, I just we did horror trailers just as it's easy. Ah, the... and then for my for my short film and film studies, I did the horror thing as well. Yeah, what was your short film about? It was about this, like, it was, like, about this person who, like, runs away from this thing chasing her, but you don't actually, yeah, and, like, they keep hiding from the thing, yeah, and then at the end they think they escape, but then they, the thing gets them and kills them. Ooh. Spoiler alert. Just <laughs> Spoiler alert. Is that on YouTube, anyway? <laughs> uh, no, I haven't. I do want to, I will upload it to YouTube one day. I'm going to have to watch that. I don't think I've seen it. I think you're showing me, like, a draft copy before I left. I, I, think, I, I think I showed you the uh, first take. But then I've changed my actors since then. Uh, okay. Yeah. But have you seen The Invisible Man? No, I haven't. That's on my watch list. Is that good? That was really good. I went in there thinking, oh, Just... cliche horror film, whatever. And it was like, yeah. wow. That is good. So that's taken from like a book by H.G. H. Wells. And then like they made a 1930s film about it. That's just so old-fashioned. Yeah. So I, I thought, I thought it would just be an adapt, you know, like adaptation of that i think it's like a it's an adaptation but it's it's got their own spin on it and it just works really well yeah i read about that and i'm like really that looks really good have you i've got um odian limitless i bought that last year bit useless now isn't it yeah it's yeah i bought it in january um and now i can't go to cinema at all but i've watched so many films Uh, from it it's amazing I think it's I don't really live near the cinema, so like, yeah, otherwise I would use it more. Mm. Well, first year I lived uh, a five minute walk from the Odeon, so I was like, this is a no brainer. Yeah, so you're that's really that's brilliant. But yeah, it was oh, I was so good. I watched like films straight away as they came out for completely free. See, that'd be like my dream to do, you know, just like pop round the cinema, pet store. I could literally just be like, oh, yeah. I've got a free... Or I'll get back from uni at film one. Film every day. Oh, I've got a free day. Let's go watch a film at two. And it's just that easy. Unless you book it, like, you know, half an hour before it starts. Yeah. Now, with me, most of my films I watch is either on Film 4 or just when it comes on Netflix or Amazon. Yeah. Yeah, I think Netflix has got an okay lineup of films, but Amazon, I think, is just but pants. Film 4 is actually very good. Most people overlook that. Film four is that like is, I know it's a channel, but can you get a streaming service of it, or is it just channel only? No, nah, just a channel on TV, but it's free. Mm. It's free. It's not adverts, but it's free. Thing is, yeah, w- watching films on TV, it's like yeah, the adverts, and you can't. Uh, it's not on demand, so you have to wait for the film. You know, it's a come on. Yeah. Yeah. But Ugh. have you got Disney Plus? Yeah, I do. Disney Plus is so good. I mean, it's in its early days at the moment, so there's like loads on there to watch. 
but I think it's getting better. Have you got a 4K TV to watch it on? No, I don't. I think it, it lets you on Disney Plus watch like pretty much every single film on there. That's somewhat recent in 4K HDR. And to me, like the proper like tech head, that is just, you know, music to my ears. Completely. I would love to see like Star Wars and that in like 4K. Oh yeah, they got like, all the all. original ones like restored completely. It's wicked. That's in 4K. All in 4K HDR. Yeah, I see, brilliant. Nah, I'll, I'll have to get a massive TV just watch it all in 4K. thing is, 4K TVs aren't that expensive anymore. Like compared to what they used to be. I think you can get up, you can get like a, let's say, 38-inch 4K TV for like around maybe £350. And that's a really no, good actually, price for pretty, a 4K TV. That is pretty good. That is pretty good, to be fair. Most 4K TVs have HDR as well, and it just, it's a game changer. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that is, that is pretty good. Most of the time they upscale like 1080p footage to 4K anyway. So when I'm playing on my Xbox, yeah. it might be 1080p coming out of my console, but it's 4K on the telly. And you know, there's no like frame lag or anything. It's wicked. Uh, all this technology is just making me poor. Like, you, you know, you've got all this, and I've just got. Actually, no, I've got, pre- I've got pretty good stuff, just like not 4K. With my like, all my tech stuff, it, it's very much like I'll save up for ages. And I get it. Like I have yeah. to, when I buy tech stuff, I have to like invest in myself in a way because uh, you know. But now I can say well, my YouTube earns me money, so I have to invest in a better lens or a better microphone or upgrade my laptop or you know buy this and that because it helps me make more money. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it's it's wicked. I love it. So you got like a 4K TV, yeah? Yes. I'll just be going for your letterbox and your most recent film, uh, 200, 120 Days of Sodom. Did you watch that in 4K? Uh, I watched that in 1080p because I watched that on my laptop. Oh, not my laptop, my computer, sorry, not my TV. I think you should have watched that in 4K. It would have been a way better experience. So for those who haven't seen or heard of Salo or the 120 Days of Sodom, it's a film from 1975 by Italian. Yeah, an Italian director. And it's known as one of the most controversial films of all time. Um, I'll read out the... Uh, oh, what's it called? The, the description of the film, I can't remember the name is, but it's... Four corrupted fascists, the libertines, round up nine teenage boys and girls and subject them to 120 <laughs> days of sadistic, physical, mental and sexual torture. Woo! <laughs> yeah. And, for, and it's been voted on the best films ever made by the Chicago Film Critics Association. They clearly know way more than us. It's it's a whole experience watching the film. It's I wouldn't say it's a good film, but it's a no. memorable film. Pretty much <laughs> oh, yeah. there's scenes of... Well, there's nudity everywhere of these teenagers, and I'm, I'm pretty sure they are underage, um, but they are filmed eating... Uh, poo they are filmed you know these are adults just weeing on them and it's oh it is grim it's gross hey. this is oh, what's his name Pierre Paolo Pasolini the director strange fella got, I must say we got murdered yeah yeah so the film came out like three <laughs> weeks after he was murdered which is 
kind of weird. Criticisms? Yeah. Chris. It's really hard to get hold of and watch, which I can now see why. Now it's on YouTube for free. <laughs> I think I watched it on like an enter- uh, educational like, site. It was, and I had to download the subtitles. But it was. I found it on you. I found it on YouTube. It's kind of worrying that that sort of stuff's on YouTube. Just anyone can find. I think because it's, you know, it's a film. It kind of bypasses traditional rules and guidelines of like YouTube. Yeah. Maybe because it was made, mm. you know, what was it 50, 50 years ago? Yeah, fifty years ago, forty-five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I like the cinematography. Though. Well, cinematography was good. I didn't really focus on that. Funny enough, <laughs> it was well, it, it added it added to the nausea of the like the entire film. Like it was just slightly uneven or just slightly blurry, and it just made the whole experience like even worse. Yeah. Well, but basically, if you like, um, if you like uh, torture, nudity, and a lot of poo, I'd recommend it. If you're not really into that stuff, don't go anywhere near it. I I told the boys on Xbox that I watched it, and they were like, "Mate, you are a nonce." And I was like, "Look, I don't watch it for the nudity. I watched it because it's renowned as a controversial film, and I love a bit of controversy." I didn't watch. I didn't even watch it all the way through. I literally just watched it. I literally skip, skim and watched it. Yeah, I did like a whole half hour and a half sit down, and just. <laughs> Pretty much report it back to the boys and Xbox stuff. Like, yeah, don't watch that, guys. <laughs> Protect you ever, your eyes and don't watch it. Do you ever like skip watch stuff? Never. I do I it. Bet. If, I do it if like a film's boring me and I want to like get to like a good bit or like yeah something like or it's just like unnecessary bits. Yeah, if a film's boring to me, I'm like, do I just not watch the film or am I this far in where it's like? Okay, you've committed now. Finish it. I'll never like skip over certain bits of the film. I'll, yeah, I very rarely pause it. That's just how I've just grown up, to be honest. My, so, pa- like, my siblings very much will just they're impatient, so they'll, they'll skip any part of the film. But I'm like, nope, I have to watch it in its entirety. And so, yeah, it really depends, really. So, like, you know, Kill Bill Volume Two. Oh my god, that was so shit. That was no well, yeah, it was nowhere near as good as the first one. I watched that on fast forward, pretty much. That was even longer than the first one, and it was so bad. But I was like, no, you're this far in. Come on, keep it going. And I did. But, sorry, that was bad, wasn't it? It really was. It's Tarantino's worst film, easily. Like, no, I wouldn't say. I think his worst film is Death Proof. Mm, I'd rather watch Death Proof than Kill Bill Part 2. Too um, fair. Too fair, so would I. <laughs> so that's, yeah. I studied yeah. Death Proof in uni, actually. That was quite cool. Man, there's only much to study. Like, not much happens in it. We studied the, uh, oh, what's it called? Oh my god. The, uh, something house. What was it called? Oh, oh, Grindhouse. 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 Yeah, that's that's really good. Those two films. Watched that the other day, actually. Yeah, we studied those. The thing I love about that is the fake trailers. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like the burning film. That was all that quite cool. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, and the missing reel. Yeah, have you heard of Harmony Corinne? Yeah, he directed Spring Breakers. Did you like Spring Breakers? No, I didn't. It's shit. Ah, see, I loved it. I gave it four and a half stars. Uh, I I watched it. I literally fell asleep. Really? Yeah, I know. You would have thought with all the nudity and that, you would have like 
kept you focused, but no, I just like, I was like, what's this shit? And then she fell asleep, I turned off. How did you watch it? Netflix. Is it on Netflix? Oh, yeah, it was, it was easy to I watched it, I don't know if it's still there. Oh. But yeah. yeah, I thought it was wicked. Yeah, I really enjoyed I, it. it does. It has like really mixed opinions. That film. I don't know another film that has like torn people apart other than Star Wars. Yeah, I'm looking at the reviews now. It's very much like you know, some four stars, some one star, you know, five star. It's just very mixed. But I thought I'm a big fan of Harmony Crin anyway because he's very experimental, and I kind of want to be like that when I'm older. You know, that'll be what I make. With, and I just with thought ex- this is perfect. With experimental films, um, I, I, if I was like a filmmaker, I would like make them experimental because that's fun. But then, like when you're watching the experimental film, that's just painful. I think you have to go into an experimental film hoping, or just going into a yeah, going to experimental film hoping it to be expect. Oh my god, I can't speak. Going into an experimental film, expecting it to be experimental. Exactly. Yeah. And people who went into Spring Breakers thinking it'd be like a normal. <laughs> You know, spring break teen drama, teen comedy. Did not yeah. get that at all. Yeah. Nah. Oh, I didn't really like James Franco's performance. Like, loads of people praise it. I didn't like it because he was just copying Gary Oldman's performance in True Romance. I don't spring know if you've seen that. Break Forever. It was wicked. I haven't seen that film, no. That, that is brilliant. That's Tarantino. Yeah, I thought... Oh, no. I pretty much just loved every aspect about Spring Breakers. I thought it was really well shot, which is probably my favourite part of the film. Maybe, maybe I should watch, to be honest, I think, I, should, I think it's one of his ones, so I should probably watch it again one day and like, try and read into it more or something. I tried looking into it afterwards, and just none of the like the analysis made sense. Like see, it, why... it was, It's looked into too much, overanalyzed. Yeah, see, that's why I don't really like analysing film, reading into films too much, because it just gets complicated. Yeah. Yeah, that's why, in a way, I like Michael Bay. You know, you just sit there, there's explosions, brilliant, forget about it. <laughs> I very much, yeah, action films, haven't seen any in ages. The last, well, last action film I watched was John Wick or uh, Captain Marvel. Classic. But, yeah, John Wick oh. was quite, quite cool. Last one I watched was, like I said, True Romance. I'd watched that on Netflix. I recommend it to anyone as well. Mm. Yeah. True Romance. Romance, five out of five. I'm trying to watch more short films at the moment because I feel like you know watching all these feature films is cool, but you have to be realistic. Short films, yeah, short films are good. I just go, on, I just go on like Oscars and like film festivals to see what short films have been screened. I just like watch those. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah no, I, yeah, I agree. Yeah, like the ones in film studies, they were pretty good. Yeah, I liked those. They were quite cool. Yeah. What's your favourite? I very much like, uh, my favourite one was probably The Swimmer. Yes, yeah, I hated Swimmer. Loved it. I could watch that over and over again for ages. Cause it was just so, not boring, but it was just so peaceful and so calm. That See, or Wasp. I like Wasp a lot. Mine's controversial. Mine was Night Fishing. That's very experimental. But I know, I that's, I found I know. that's why I like boring. In a way, that's why I liked it, because it was experimental, but I found Swimmer way too boring. There's some films where it's like, it's so experimental, it just doesn't make actually any sense at all, and there's no reason for why it was made. Yeah, I know. So, like, are you familiar with David Lynch? Yes. 
yeah, what do you think about his stuff? Because I, I personally hate him. I'm not a huge fan. I haven't seen enough to like make a fully, you know, thought out decision on him. But yeah. from what I've seen, it's okay. It's not, yeah. It's not amazing, but I can see why he gets all this attention. He's definitely overrated. I'll give him that. Yeah, I agree. I think I kind of don't have that much of an interest in Tarantino anymore. When I started into getting into filmmaking, I was like, oh, wow, Tarantino is insane. But now I'm kind of like, eh. I can't. Right. I went off him a bit after watching Inglorious Bastards. See, I didn't like that, really. I thought that was really cool, Inglorious Bastards. No, see, I didn't think it was cool because, you know, he, he just made the Americans, like Brad Pitt, as like, such an arsehole. I was this close to wanting the Nazis to beat them because they were just so annoying. Really? And that is bad when you want Nazis to win over the Americans. That's what Tarantino <laughs> did, literally. And I was like, why am I thinking this? I but really that... liked um, Midsummer. Have you seen that? Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't really watched loads of horror films, to be honest. I could probably name all the horror films I've watched just on my hands. I really like just like A24 in general. Have you, you, know, have you seen much of their stuff? Mm, the production nah. company. Nah, they make stuff like Ladybird, uh, Moonlight, mid-90s. It's just kind of like indie films that are always really good. And I just I love that's... it because that's what I want to make in the future. So I kind of... It's cool to watch. Yeah, some. There's someone I'll keep in mind. A24. A24 is just like a whole production company. Now, yeah, wicked. Yeah, have a look. Are we able what to be asylum? Your... What are you saying, mate? Oh, yeah. yeah. Are we able to be asylum? No, to a production company. <laughs> Wait, have I lost you? Oh, no, I haven't. Okay, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yep, I did that bit out. Um, oh, that's fine. I uh, said, so have you heard of the asylum? No. Oh, they're a, they're a really low-budget production company. We're known about media. And honestly, they have not made a single film that has a budget of over a million dollars. Okay. Literally. And weird, well, honestly, all their films are just so bad. They're literally parodies of everything. What, like, as in like, like scary movie parody? or? No, just, just don't, no, they made like the Sharknado films. Oh, no, they're pants. Yeah, I mean, just go on their website, you'll see what I mean. <laughs> yeah. The Asylum. The Asylum? What were, you, trying... what were you saying before that? What is your favourite genre of film? Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, I don't really have a favourite genre, but probably the stuff I enjoy watching the most is like... Um, have you heard of Heroic Bloodshed? No. It's similar to Kill Bill. It's basically it's like those like Chinese Asian films with like people completely ripping the shit out of each other, like shoot each other, and like the violence is just so over the top. It's just funny. Oh, uh, so you kind of like parody style of films? Kind of. So like, um, yeah, kind of. But to be honest with you, I just like anything really. Anything that's good, I like. Yeah. Is there not, is there not like something where you? Uh, you know, you you like a lot of films and they happen yeah. to all be in this genre or it, this sort of theme at all. Yeah. yeah I think no. for me, 100% coming of age films. Oh, where... coming of age films are brilliant. Like, they're I, definitely yeah, one of my favourites. I'm on like a coming of age like spree at the moment. I'll just, I'll watch any film about coming of age. I'll be like, yeah, this is good. This is good. This is amazing. 
What's your favourite? Uh, Dazed and Confused. Oh, that's a classic. It's one of my favourite films of all time. It's in my top five. Love that. That's a classic. I think it's so good. Or Kids. Have you seen Kids? No, I haven't. I know he's a bit dodgy, uh, Larry Clark. Yeah. Like, um, because, like, I know... Because I've offended like a photo fit was like studying him in photography, and it is a bit weird how like got like an old man hanging around with teenagers. Like, yeah, at, at the time he was fifty years old, hanging out with like a bunch of eighteen-year-olds. Yeah, which so is kind bit, of weird. Bit, yeah, it's a bit weird. He's like eighty now, and he's still doing the same thing. Yeah, but I I know Kids was really controversial when it came out, so yeah, but I I have been meaning to watch it, but I couldn't find it anywhere. It's really good. Really liked it. And that's uh, kind of that's what kicked off like my obsession with just youth culture and how it's portrayed in movies. See, yeah. weirdly, my obsession with youth culture came from uh, the Inbetweeners. Very different kind of youth culture. <laughs> and Sting and Stings, you know, because I watched Inbetweeners, then I watched Stings, and then everyone just joked, you know, how they wished their childhoods were like their teenage years were like Stings, but it's more like the Inbetweeners. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that is like pretty much one hundred percent true. I think watching like coming of age films at this age has like kind of made me want to appreciate my youth more and like do more. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm never, yeah, I'm never gonna. You know, when I'm twenty, let's say when I'm thirty, am I gonna be thinking, I wish I went to that party, or I wish I did this, or I wish I did that? It's like, yeah. I'm at university, I'm doing really well. I'm not, you know. I'm not an idiot. I'm not. I'm very responsible. Why not just go out and have fun? Just do whatever, you know. Yeah, exactly. As long as it doesn't affect my grades or, you know, my money, then I don't see there should be any issue. That's exactly what I was thinking. Because, like, I think you know, I think I personally think that in life you only get like one go around. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think you need to like live every day to the fullest. Exactly. That's why. Is that's why you want you know with like your you know your young years you want to like try and live them the best you can. And I've only just like recently realised that. And looking back at sixth form in school, I did not really do much. Like I didn't really do anything. I didn't really live in the best I could. Like, it wasn't. A, I wouldn't say it was entirely my fault. It was just, just like you know, the certain people there and like just circumstances, you know. But yeah. like, yeah, I'm as soon as lockdown's finished, I'm aiming to try and live every day the best I can. But I'm trying. To, I'm kind of relying on uni right now to achieve that. I think university would definitely help you out a lot in terms of what you're trying to do because it's just yeah. it gives you so many options even if i'm like 19 when i finally do uh, mate there's, in my course there's like 25 year olds that's like the oldest i've met and i'm like how i i feel unbelievably young and i'm 18 really? and there's so many people who i thought would be my my age but they're like oh no i'm 21 i'm like what how are you 21 what's well, better than them being 21 in like bath college still Exactly. It's just like everyone's in the same boat, to be honest. Yeah. No one's more special than anyone because they're older. It's like, I'm usually the youngest on every film shoot. It's just weird. Yeah. That's that's how it is in the industry, though. You know? Yeah. Age doesn't matter at all. Young one. So, can I ask then, who would you say is your biggest influence on the filmmaking world? Um, Would you say of all time or at the moment? time really of all time uh i'd say my most like inspirational film i've ever seen 
probably was mid nineties. Yeah. Um, but then I, I guess Jonah Hill hasn't really got much of a portfolio that I can look into. He's only got one film. When you think of Jonah Hill, you think it's super bad. Yeah, yeah. Jonah Hill's. I think he's amazing at directing and he's great at acting. But I don't know what he should stay with. That's the thing. Like whether he should stick with acting or stick with directing. Yeah, so days then. Yeah, I don't know. I say yeah. Mid nineties is definitely my most inspirational film at the moment. It's got to be you know Harmony Crane and Larry Clark. I think they're awesome. Just don't do what Larry Clark does now, and you'll be fine. That's what I mean. I want to like make films about my youth before I get too old. <laughs> yeah. So it's you know, and it's hard hard to like, get a camera out and start filming your mates whilst they're having a bit of fun on the sesh. Um, yeah, I know that's just weird. But if I did that, they'll be like, "What the fuck?" I think I can kind of get away. I have gotten away with it at parties. You know, I'll film vlogs at parties, and people will know. Right, that's fine. He's only vlogging. And the videos yeah. do really well and everyone's fine with it because they can watch it back afterwards. But yeah. for people who don't know that and then see me walk on a party with a camera, they'd be like, is this guy taking photos or is he, you know, filming us? They don't want to get in trouble and stuff like that. But yeah, you've got, you know, got to be comfortable with everyone and everyone knows what you're doing. Um, I'm planning to make like a, a, a documentary after I finish my university degree of like, I'm trying to film as many clips as I can at the moment. Well, not at the moment, but when I was at uni. Of just what yeah. I was doing and stuff we got up to, so I can put it all together into like a little montage after. Yeah, after I think that'd be really good. I yeah. think I think personally, documentaries just easier are easy to make. Like they're like easiest to just make. I don't know, mate. I I disagree with you on that one. Documentaries are fucking pain in the ass to make. I think once you got, I think once you got a subject, top. Once you got like a topic to talk about, I think you're fine. I did. Um, did you do an EPQ in sick form? Yeah, I did. What did you do? Oh, I did like I did like a crime history thing. Oh, cool! I did a yeah. um a documentary on social media, and oh yeah, that was it was about fifteen minutes long. But oh my god, it was like took so much out of me to put together. Because <laughs> with a film, it's quite a film like a short film's easy to make compared to a documentary like that of the same length. Yeah, yeah. Especially for editing as well, that you have to just go back and forth constantly along the timeline. It's just yeah. I've no yeah, I have noticed that. Yeah. Because with like, you know, Amy, did you do that in film studies? Love that film. It's probably my favourite doc it's probably the best documentary film ever made, in my opinion. I can but agree. anyway. Like it's quite an easy like I think they just thought up, oh, right, let's do a documentary about Amy Winehouse. Okay, yeah. But then they did so much editing, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of that film was mostly like in the editing booth. Where yeah, it was. was. It was. It was good though. That was amazing. Yeah, I watched so his. Good. I watched his third film about Mar- Maradona yesterday. That was really good as well. Oh, is it out now? It came out last year. Oh fuck! I didn't realise. Yeah, it was on Channel Four. Have you seen um, Senna? Yeah, I have. That's probably his least. That's probably not as good. But to be honest, I never hadn't really heard of Senna. Where like I have heard of Maradona and Amy Winehouse. That's right. probably why. Yeah. Ayrton Senna, the professional racer. Yes, I didn't even know who he was, so I watched it. <laughs> but I think with kind of making the most so I wanna just back on to like making the most of our youth. Um I think the less we think about it, the better it is. It's weird. Yeah, I completely like, agree because like, I think about it a lot and in the end that just drives me nuts, you know? And I 
And I think some people probably know it. I like when I go out with people, like some people probably know it, I get a bit obsessive sometimes, you know, because, you know, I have like a set vision of what how I want things to be. And then like that just ends up. So obviously things don't do like that. So I just like ruin the evening for myself. What do you mean? As in like you'll set like an expectation of what you want it to be like and then when it doesn't play out like yeah. that, like what happens? Yeah. Well, like, you know, everyone goes out, gets fucked, and, like, yeah, it's, like, best time of your life, but it doesn't really happen like that, because everyone's, not everyone shares your, like, you know, vision. Yeah, like not, not everyone's on, is on the same wavelength, you know, like, some people might yeah, have exactly. work the next day, so they don't want to get too drunk, and it's, like, you have or to just, really. Yeah, or they're just not bothered by it all in general, and they're just really slow. I know what you mean, like, I've, let's say, like, let's take a scenario, where, and let's say everyone went out to just, like, a random field. Just, yeah. just, just to you know just to get drunk because that's what i used to do back in the day because we were very classy um yeah but you know you i remember going in thinking like right this is gonna be actually wait no scrap that scrap that let's just say you're a normal house party okay it's like yeah. a friday night so end of the end of the week but so you go in thinking right i've got no plans for the weekend let's just have the best best night ever and like maybe you and the boys like yeah you, you share the same thing like hey, let's go and have a proper like proper sesh but yeah. then you'll get there, and then maybe, of course, it's going to be slightly dead at the start, but it doesn't really get more lively as the night goes on. No one's really feeling it, or maybe you're partying too hard, whereas other people are just kind of sat down or walking around, not really doing much. And it's kind of, yeah. you expected more, and you can't really change it, and so you kind of can't help but not fully enjoy yourself. Which yeah. Is the issue. Well, I mean, you're much more experienced than me in like that in like parties and stuff. But yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely been quite lucky to be able to go to a lot of parties. Um, but I think some of the best ones that I've experienced is when people just just let loose and just kind of didn't care and just had yeah. fun. But yeah, exactly. But there's not really much. Yeah, I don't know really. Caution, not gonna lie. Just, I think caution was pretty, it's just a bit dead. It's just dead in general, dead place. I think yeah, most places not, not, before not you go pe- to university will just not be really not dead people. Not really dead people, but like people can be dead if you're not with the right people. There's a lot of clash between different friendship groups, and I think that's just what's going to happen when we're younger. Like I think we watch these old films, and we need to yeah. remember that they are films and they are written like that. They're not real life. I um, thought, but that's that's what in between is brilliant though, because that is literally just like real life. Yeah, it's like a it's like it's it's, it's a reality check. The in between is it's like this is a harsh, like projection you see of real skin, life. You see, you see skin, as you're like, oh, that's how it should be. And you watch in between, it's just like reality check. Yeah, that's why I'd say, although it's like a com a sitcom, it's probably the most accurate representation of a average English person's teenage years. I can agree. Yeah. Embar- embarrassing mostly what it is yeah exactly and well yeah that's actually what I can think of really because like yeah everything else mostly fantasy yeah but... I think after like watching a bunch of these coming of age films with their party scenes and you know they might seem really accurate and hard to believe that they're actually like scripted not yeah, every party's going to be like that and we live in the UK not the US and we live in a different time now where you can't go away to a house party and not have, have to worry about sex education? cameras sex, love sex education great yeah. uh, TV show yeah it's alright I'm, I'm giving it 
I give it an all. My ranking is all right. But yeah, obviously they think they're in America in that one, and like I, w- I kind of wish it was like that. Do you know what I mean? Because real life here is just much more dull and grey. Yeah, I I, I I just think it's. I think I saw this the other day. It's because parties in the nineties are going to be unbelievably different to the one they are now. Because back then they could go to a house party and live out a life that they don't have to worry about their parents seeing. Whereas yeah. nowadays. You know, everyone's got their phones taking photos and videos and word of mouth, and it's just you can't go out and just let loose. You yeah. Have to, you always be concerned. Yeah. And I think that's well, like a, it's sad, but it's also like we have no control. Times are changing. Well, you know? well, what I'm saying is, I think we should just wait and see. Because I think once lockdown's finished, people, like, you know, you know, everything can change, whole society, the whole society could change. Oh yeah, it's never going to be the same ever again, like before lockdown. We're we're literally living through history right now, which I think is wicked. I know it's mad. Like, um, <laughs> thought it'd be a bit more. Obviously, it's not very interesting. I mean, it could be me. For us, is a bit is a bit boring right now because we're not really doing anything. Mm. I mean, I I mean, I'm working, but apart from that, I'm not really doing anything. But like, yeah, you know, <laughs> living through history, not really doing anything. <laughs> Just vibing, but, to be fair. Yeah, just vibing. But no, but like, I think, yeah, as soon as it's all finished, take advantage of everything. And like, yeah, go out there, yeah. I think a lot of people will just be like, oh, fuck it, we've been in lockdown for three months now, let's just go out and rage. It's just all it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, I think lifting lockdown will be a gradual process. So like, clubs and pubs, like I said, definitely be at the bottom of the list. But as soon as they're like open, I'm getting straight in there. I bet those people will as well. I'm just yeah. I'm I'm just hoping there's like house parties or just people meeting up and just just getting drunk. Yeah, that's all it is. Just not being sober. <laughs> yeah. Well, wait and see. That's what that's all I'm saying. Just wait exactly, and see. mate. Keep calm and carry on. That is what. Sorry. That's what I follow. Yeah. <laughs> Keep calm. Yeah. Don't really like that catchphrase. It's like you use too much. <laughs> Literally. Jeez. I like talking yeah. about that, though. Like, just our youth and what's going on. Because we're, like, the best people to talk about it because we are currently in that generation. I know. Generation Z, we both are. Yeah, mate. Unbelievable. Yeah. I know. Like, um... Yeah, I know. Like, it's, it's just a bit... And it's all pretty deep when you think about it. But then, like... Yeah, it's important. I just like comparing our generation to generations before. Like they our didn't gen- have a phone. Our generation's shocking compared to other generations. I know. Like, so what was it before us? Millennials were before us. Yeah. Then Generation X, that's our parents' generation. They were probably the most disruptive. Like disruptive. Yeah, disruptive. I'd say, I, I fully agree. Yeah, then before that, it was baby boomers. That's our okay, grand- grandparents. Yeah, that's our grandparents. The post-war generation. Yeah. They- have you seen... Yeah. This is a film called Quadrophenia. Have you seen that? No, don't recognise that name. That's like that's like set in like the nineteen sixties mod scene. Yeah, that's like that's really good. I'd recommend that. That's like a good representation of that generation. Mm. Yeah. I wonder that. What? How different is like even nowadays? Like let's say American youth culture compared to ours. Honestly, like, uh, ours just seems more gritty. If you know what I mean. I think it, ours right. I think ours right now is like the in between us, you know, for most for a lot of people. 
Yeah, like our American House. I think American House parties are very much more like a big event as they are in the UK. I see America's. I think America's just like American Pie. You know, seen that like that yeah. kind of stuff. That's what it's more like. You know. Well, I know for America, like a party is like a whole event where girls like put on their best clothes, their best dresses, do their hair all nice. Yeah. Whereas yeah. in the UK, it's kind of like yeah, you wear something special, but it's probably going to get trashed by the end of the night, so don't wear anything too too expensive. Who cares? Not a lie, all this like talk about it just makes you want to go outside and just break lockdown. Mate, exactly. I, I even like walking back from a house party at like three a.m. Let's say you're walking back from like uh, from box back to caution, like a half an hour walk or whatever, you know, however far it is. That just being so fun. Yeah, you know, you're know. still slightly drunk, but you're walking home with your mates and you have to be really quiet. And it's just oh, that's the only thing though with me. That's the annoying thing with me. So I don't live in Corsham, so like it's really hard for me to get home. Just yeah. like on the, so like on New Year's Eve, I went to a party there. I I was dri- I had to drive home, so I couldn't like drink or anything. And mm. literally, it's so shit when you're not fucked because like you just like see everything and you're just like, yeah. Yeah, I've always been quite lucky that I haven't it's really awkward. had to drive back from parties. You know, I could always. I might walk from. I might just walk home one day. I would just go to that extreme length, although I might die. Well, it depends how far away it is. Uh, it's like an hour walk. I've done it before. I've walked... walked back from Bath to Caution before. That was yeah. Really fun. Yeah, so I have walked from Caution to Melksham numerous times. The thing is, as long do... as you have like people to walk with, then it's fine. Yeah, no, see, no. <laughs> yeah. Like, I remember walking to, from Caution, no, from Neston to Caution to Chippenham, back to Caution again. And that was. Neston, yeah. Caution to Chippenham. That's yeah. long. That is a very long walk. I thought Melksham and Caution was long, but now that's longer. <laughs> well, when you're drunk, it doesn't really matter. You can walk for miles. Yeah. Well, yeah, all this talk, literally, I want to go outside right now, and just like, yeah, yeah, fuck lockdown. But then no, like, that's right. just, that's, that'll just be disrespectful to everyone who's like, you know, out there risking their lives for everyone. thing is, the you know, the wait will be worth it, and I know it will be completely. Yeah. Because we're all cooped up inside now, but once we're like legally allowed to just to go out and be like, right, let's go. Let's rage. Everyone will be like, yeah, wicked. Exactly. I'll just go for it. I think people that maybe I haven't spoken to um, in, a, in a while since being university, I think I might, you know, meet up with them and it will just be kind of like a reunion thing, but it will just be, everyone's just like, we need to go out and do stuff and people will just find any, any way to do it. And I think I can't wait for that. It'll be amazing. Yeah. It'll be the one time yeah. where I won't not be up for going out. Yeah. So, like, speaking of, like, today's generation, like you were saying about, mm-hmm. what would you say about today's generation music taste? So, like, obviously, our grandparents, they had the Beatles, the Rolling Stones and all that. Yeah. Then, like, um, our parents, I don't know what they listened to. They, like, Brit, they had, like, Britpop. Yeah. And us, well, we finished, I don't know, most, mostly, most people listen to, like, grime and stuff. I'm not a big fan of grime, but I love trap music. Trap. I, I, I love like Travis Scott. Love Playboy Carti. He's good. You know, Kid Cuddy, all of that. Travis, Travis Scott's yeah. wicked, man. Love him. I don't, re- I don't rate Travis Scott, but I like some of his music. I think Kendrick Lamar will stand out as someone who like pioneered the generation of music. Um, the, weekend, oh, the Weekend. Definitely. Oh, when I think of The Weekend, I think of Uncut Gems. Oh my God, that's such a good film. <laughs> that's yeah. such a good film. What are you doing with the weekend? Oh, yeah. 
Jeez, oh, yeah. that was oh the club scene with like the orange hoodie. I think that was amazing. That was so <laughs> yeah, I know. No, the camera work in that brilliant. It's just the Safety brothers in general. They're so good at directing films. Yeah, I know. It's not no, not the best director of all time though. Best director of all time is Stanley Kubrick. Uh, yeah. His films are like oh, his films are like over fifty years old, and they, and people nowadays still watch them and love them. Yeah, that is that is quite good. Like that is significant. Like Clockwork Orange, that's brilliant. The only Stanley Kubrick films I've seen are Full Metal Jacket and The Shining. I think you need to watch Full Metal. You need to watch Clockwork Orange. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, watch Doctor Strange though, because it's basically it's like a black and white nineteen sixties film. Yeah, I watched it and that was actually surprisingly funny. I think I'm waiting yeah. until I can find two thousand and one, a space space odyssey in like four K to watch it. Cause I feel like it deserves to be watched on like a high res. Exactly what. That's exactly what I'm planning on doing, so I haven't seen that one yet. When like, a, like yeah, or when it comes to like a, a streaming service, or if I can find the Blu-ray, just because it's so raved on about as being like insanely good, so I'm like, okay, I'll watch it yeah. in as best you know quality as I can to do some some sort of justice. That's exactly what I'm going to do as well because like it definitely deserves it. So the fact is like we've stood this you know test of time. Mm. Yeah, completely. One- one thing I used to do with films, which I regret doing, is that I used to just like talk about a film and like having not even watched it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you know, like I was like, obviously, Goodfellas is brilliant. Have you seen it? No, I actually haven't. Oh no, I haven't. But it's really good. I read about it. Goodfellas is very good, though. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it's, it's really good. good. <laughs> I, I, I have actually seen it now. It is really good. But yeah. like, yeah, I'm, before I'm, I've always been like quite hesitant to watch like classical films because I. I very much like like new, independent like films that I can live through rather than films by that cla- came out before I was by born. classical. By classical, do you mm. mean like a nineteen fifties that? Classical, I mean like films that are like renowned as amazing that came out before two thousand. Oh right. Like a lot of like well, you know uh, Martin yeah. Scorsese or Steven Spielberg, oh, that kind of thing. Just like old. She- Steven Spielberg's brilliant. He's not made a single bad film. Just something about like old films don't really entice me as much until I actually sit down and watch them. I'm like, yeah, you know what? These are quite good. So... Uh, Steven Spielberg's brilliant. Like Raiders of the Lost Ark. was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Love Indiana yeah. Jones. Yeah, Indiana Jones. Who doesn't love Indiana Jones? <laughs> Especially the fourth one with like, the pyramid turning into a UFO. Chaos, mate. Absolute chaos. <laughs> I didn't actually like that one, but yeah. Is chaos, but like back onto music. So you were saying about Playboy Cardi and stuff. You're saying like they're like the voice of like today's generation. In terms of like rap, I'd say yeah. Yeah, that's mostly what people listen to. Rap, you know, there's the rap is huge. It's very much like rap and pop, like punk or rock or punk. Punk, nah, punk's dead. Yeah, it's it's just not as big as it was back in the day. Punk is nineteen. Punk is nineteen seventies. I just think that we've lost like our rebellious nature. That's all. I know. I know, like the punk scene, although it was probably full of heroin, it does look pretty good fun. Yeah. I can agree. <laughs> I, I, I love nineties house music. I, oh, I yeah, love train spotting music. and it's, you know electronic scene. Um That's good. Train spotting. Uh, uh, is so good. That's probably that's one of my favourite films, easily. It's probably it's definitely one of my favourite British film I'd say. Yeah. It's so well made. <laughs> Because, like, most British films are just cheap films funded by the National Lottery, if you've noticed. Yeah. 
you know. But no, for, um, although it was funded by Channel Four, it was re- it's really good. I just love like homemade films, pretty much like low budget stuff because it's realistic to me, and that's what not I'd be working low. on. Not, so not too low budget, but yeah, yeah, like the room. That's very low budget. There we go. Yeah, the it's best greatest film of all time. We're an hour and fifteen minutes into this. It's not bad. It's not bad. I uh, know it's pretty good. I thought it'd be like forty minutes, but no. Finish off. Finish. We have like similar interests, so we have just like look. We can just talk about loads for ages. Mate, I think we've achieved it a bit. Just you know, I haven't looked at my phone in ages for the plan. We've just literally just turned it into a conversation, and that's exactly what I hope to get out of every podcast. So in, for me, I've succeeded with this podcast because we've just forgotten about yeah. the plan and we're just having a chat. Yeah, you have literally. And I've just got the plan up. We literally followed the plan as well. We, we, yeah, we followed the plan without even realizing we were following it. <laughs> we like I took yeah. like every box that we you know we're planning to talk about. The music film was an extra bit, so I tried to squeeze in the music bit just there. Yeah, mate. Yeah, and that's what I'd see. Yeah. you know, and I don't want it all just to be me like leading the conversation because it's me and someone else. You know, I it's it's my podcast, but it's not my episode. If you know what I mean. Yeah, you think you're gonna carry on with your podcast forever? I hope so. I don't do it to get an you know, any sort of revenue. Um but I think it's just fun to make. It's fun, yeah. And I say fun to be a part the of, podcast is like my that. most accurate depiction of me at this age. And so when I go yeah. back, you know, I can look back in like five, ten years being like, Oh right, so this is how I was how I was then. Like Yeah. I don't really talk this deeply on my YouTube, so you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get exactly what you mean, yeah. Well, I love doing um, all this stuff. Like, I started my YouTube channel five years ago, and it's yeah, it's just fun to look back on from those old times. And I hope to, you know, look. I hope YouTube stays around so I can look back at it in years to come. YouTube will stay around, I reckon. And put and you know Spotify and stuff. But it's just I I I love putting out content and just making stuff. And yeah, you know, I'm glad I do. I started this podcast yeah. back in, I think it was 2018. Might have been 2019. Uh, it's 2019. It's just looking back, like your first one. Was your that, first was actually was... 2019? April 2009. April 2019, yeah. Yeah. February 12th, Wait, 2019. Wait, so you've done three seasons of these in like a year? Yeah. Almost, oh, that's yeah. That's pretty good. Pretty good. I just love doing Do it. Look... Do you look at other podcasts for inspiration? I listen to the main podcasts I listen to are uh, David Dobrik's podcast, uh, Matt Diavella's yeah. Tiny Meat Gang, yeah. Curtis Connor, like Zane and Heath, Unfiltered. Um, Do you listen to Mark Mode and Simon Mayo? They're good. So they just talk about films. Yeah, I don't really listen to like film podcasts. It's weird. I don't like listening to them because it's. I don't know. I don't like. I don't like to be swayed by someone else's opinion. I very much like just having my own. And I like. Influence. I like Mark Mode. I like Mark Mode. He's a good film critic. I watch his like my my routine is I watch a film, and then I go and watch either Chris Duckman or Jeremy John's review of it. And same, then, same, yeah, exactly yeah. the same. And then yeah, and then Mark Mode. But I don't really listen to a podcast, so I don't hear you know people's opinion on the film before I've even watched it. I like to go in like pretty blind. You know? Well, they're the only three. They're like the film critics I trust the most. If all three of them say a film's bad, I'm assuming it's bad. Yeah, it's pretty much for me. It's yeah. like a guideline. I I have to say it's bad for it to be bad. If you know what I mean? Yeah. In my point of view, so 
because I like to give everyone but, a chance, you know. Cinemas are really expensive now, though. You know, so you can't really go in and pay like fifteen quid for a film. That's like, why I bought. Um, everyone says it's bad. Yeah, only limitless, so I can actually see yeah. if a film's good or not. But yeah, because like you just can't really afford to see a bad film. Yeah, no, the that's yeah, film fully. I... Jeez, I haven't been to cinema for ages. The last film I went to see in the cinema was Parasite. Mm. It was like showing. It was like an Odeon as like a special viewing just for a week. Uh, so good. Is it was uh, pretty good. Like I wouldn't like I wouldn't. Yeah, to be fair, best I wouldn't say it was best picture worthy. I did that to nineteen seventeen personally, but no, it was really good. Nineteen seventeen, awesome cinematography, pretty pants story. Love Parasite story. deserved best picture, hundred percent. That was a good story. It was alright. Just wasn't as intense as well, if it wasn't for the cinematography, it wouldn't be a very intense film. That's all. Yeah, you still need to watch Snowpiercer. That's his. That's yeah, his. I don't watch that. I'd, I'd say that's better than Parasite, personally. Mm. Yeah, same same guy, the Korean guy. Uh, what's his name? Oh my god, how do you print? Bon John Ho. Bon... I think. I think that is. Let me just check his Parasite. I want to make sure we get this. Yeah, Bong Joon Ho. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Ah, good film. If I watch a film twice, it, it's very good. That's how I see things. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely watching Parasite again. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was amazing. But anyways, I think we should wrap this up. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. It's going on. This is probably the, this third longest po- podcast. <laughs> hundred, what, a hundred? About an hour and twenty. Third. I reckon it's about an hour and ten minutes. So I reckon how long this episode is. Maybe an hour. Oh no, not the third. Oh no, not the third longest. You've had way longer ones with other people. But yeah, well, Alfie, thank you for coming on, my brother. Yeah, no worries. Anytime. I enjoyed being on there. If you're still listening to the audience, thank you so much for tuning in, staying this long. (laughs) Hope you enjoyed this episode with Alfie and myself. Um, I hope everyone's happy and they're healthy in quarantine. Everyone's keeping themselves occupied. No one's directly affected by it. Um, And just kind of keeping the morals high. So again, Alfie, thank you for coming on. No worries. And I'll see the audience in the next episode. Cheers.